Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the Chinese Mania! Hulkamania is running wild. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new, new, new era of the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world. My name is Peter Rosenberg, but more importantly... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Shout out to SGG. How are you, Greg? Oh, yeah, I'm doing great, Peter. How you doing? So today's a very special uh, week of GP. You want to know why? Why is that? Three members of SmackDown could be invited to Raw. Three members of SmackDown could be invited to SmackDown. You understand what I'm trying to say. <laughs> what? It's wild what? card week on Cheap Heat. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Anything could happen on a wild card week on Cheap Heat. Any, any other podcaster could show up. Anyone can show up on wild card week here on Cheap Heat. It does, we don't even know. Also, though, I feel like we should give – I was thinking we should have the opportunity for people out there who are creative to maybe make a new theme song for Cheap Heat. So I'm going to play a several drops here, SGG, and this way people can sample the drops and maybe a creative musician could turn it into a new intro. What do you think? You know, I, I really like the sound of that. So I'm going to give I'm going to give everybody some drops. And then you, if you're a creative, can go crazy. Maybe by next week we have a new intro. So here we go. It was Repug. Um, and then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Monday Night Rosenberg. Monday Night Rosenberg. That was terrible. I don't know why that one was there. Um, <laughs> here we go. David Rosenberg. Thank you, Paul, Peter, Rosenberg, whatever your name is. <laughs> I guess thanks to him, too. Thanks for nothing, Shaq. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Oh, my goodness. I like a delicious chicken. It's professional wrestling. M -m 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 Mage. The majesty. Major. The major! Championship! It's not a belt, it's a title. You're going to go to hit me, and I'm going to miss. You're going to miss. I'm going to hit you. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. So many great things for an intro. She is managing, it's managing manager of general, excuse me. Another man who's been waiting anxiously with anticipation, his name is Jeff Harvey. Hardy. I was so happy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I see. Uh-huh. Mm, oh. I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it. I'll be... Thank, thank you. you man. Keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Shout out to that guy, Greg. I feel like... Wait, hold on. We could be in the middle of Miz country. You're hurting me. Um, And lastly... You're here. I'm here. Let's do this. Red Flair, you have made world... Put that cigarette out. So there we go. Just two minutes of nothing but drops for all 
the talented people out there to do whatever they feel like doing. Now, SGG... I feel like people are going to make magic with that. I feel like there could be a lot of magic. Um, There are some things to discuss, SGG. But I'm in a I'm in a quandary, SUG. I'm in a I'm in a tough spot right now. Um, you know, full disclosure for everyone, we like to be honest with the Cheap Heat Universe. I have not done any work for the WWE in what, Greg, six, seven months? Said no more. Eight months? Seven or eight months. I took some time off um to stay home and uh work on some things and traveling just wasn't feasible. And then WrestleMania season came up, and I was ready to return. And when I was ready to return, uh, WWE or the powers that be when it comes to the kickoff show were not ready for my return. And um, I don't see that changing, SGG. I don't see me making a return to that role with WWE. Um, Now, do I see any sort of return with WWE? Yes, I do. I, I think the relationship is still really good um, in many, many ways. But that specific part of my time there, I believe, is over. And I guess the way that it came to be was one that wasn't fantastic. I don't know if it ever is when something like that happens. It was repug. A little bit. Um, especially with it being mania in New York. So I, I was hoping to work that, and I didn't, and ended up uh, just doing work for ESPN instead. So I don't know what the future holds as far as that goes. So you take that, which is already challenging um, in a few ways, and then, Greg, you add what the product has been for the last few months, and it and it puts me in a tough spot when it comes to doing... the upbeat podcast we've grown accustomed to. Does that make sense? It does. And I mean, the second half, definitely more so than the first, right? Because, I mean, if they give us something to be super passionate about, then all that other stuff that's going on, this is our escape anyway. So all that other stuff that's going on sort of falls by the wayside because we get excited about these new developments. I mean, all this was going on and we still managed to get swept up in Kofi Mania. Not to say that that's I, over, but no, no, I mean, that's true. They're on, but there, but there was something there that that grabbed me enough that, in spite of, I would like to think that I, I didn't hear from any of you who could tell that I was frustrated. So I would like to think that we did a, a pretty good job, or you always do a good job, but that I was doing a pretty good job of still being excited about the product in spite of my own personal stuff. Um, But now you get the double challenge of what I already spoke about. And then the fact that the product has just been lackluster. And I really thought things came to a head when this happened. Three members of SmackDown could be invited to Raw. Three members of SmackDown could be invited to SmackDown. You understand what I'm trying to say. Greg, what the hell happened with the Superstar Shake-Up this year? 
I mean, I complained uh. about I complained about it from the beginning. It started out bad. No, no. It, it, let's go even further back. It started out bad when they did the random NXT call-ups a few months ago, and we complained about how that could come back to haunt you because you wasted these great moments. But then SGG, after that, it has it has become an an ish show of epic proportion. You you have the shakeup itself, which was you know I hate when there's no draft, I hate when there's no order, I hate when there's nothing that makes it gives it any sort of gravitas. Then they started like going back on some of the changes they made. Then they announced. Immediately. Then, then, then they announced changes on the website or online. And then this week, Vince McMahon comes out and announces this quote unquote wild card rule, which basically you can interpret as the shakeup means nothing. Yeah. We, the, we the can do the shakeup. We can do anything. Anyone can go anywhere. There is no reason for you to take the rosters seriously as they are because Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan can have a match for the WWE Championship on Raw. Roman Reigns can have a WrestleMania rematch on Raw. Um, SmackDown can open up with AJ Styles. It, it's Greg, so help me through this because I want to make sure I'm not you know, biased in some way. What the hell is going on? Yeah, um, it feels messy. It feels very messy. And I like the idea, but I absolutely hate the execution. And I think it's the way it's being done. Um, it, it's sort of having two, two effects and none of them are good. And one is that it makes the brand split mean nothing, which in turn makes the shakeup that, you know, took them three weeks to get in place and finalize in the first place also mean nothing. I mean, if it was one person jumping over for whatever reason, I'll take that. You know, answering an open challenge, but now setting the expectation that people are going to jump every week, I think it's sort of crazy. Do you want to hear my actual live time reaction to... Uh, the announcement? Yeah. Here's a hint. They're the four most dangerous syllables in all of sports entertainment. I see. Uh huh. <laughs> That's fair, and, though. That's so fair. And the second, the second most, the second four most dangerous syllables. In all of WWE. You're hurting me. You're already going up against the NBA playoffs, by the way, which have a lot of interesting storylines. So at least for me, who's very into the uh, NBA, and by the way, this Sunday, it may not be a WWE pay-per-view, but I will be doing the kickoff for ESPN's coverage of the NBA playoffs. Okay, so here we go. So three o'clock on Sunday, whether it's either game seven of Rockets Warriors or if it's game one of the Western Conference Finals, whatever it'll be, 
I will be on there with Cassidy Hubbard at three o'clock on ESPN's Twitter doing hoop streams um, from the location of wherever that game takes place. So you can look for that this Sunday. Um, but yeah, you're already up against some challenging stuff, and I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just being hard on things. It, I do not recall the product feeling this lost in a long time, and that's not that there, there are. There are incredible superstars right now, and there are even some pretty good matchups on paper. But the week-to-week storytelling, SGG, um, it was repug. Not good. Yeah, and that's the disappointing part, right? Because the matches did end up being great. Um, from the triple threat to the Kofi Kingston-Daniel Bryan match that main evented Raw. Um, we did get some good matches, but at the same time, you know, WWE puts the storylines and the storytelling on equal, if not higher footing than the matches. So while you have a guy like me who is about the wrestling first and would love the matches, that's not the way they've conditioned most of their audience to be. They've conditioned most of their audience to be storyline first and as long as the story is there the matches don't necessarily have to be great but then when the matches are great of course they'll give themselves a pat on the back so they sort of can't really go the other way with it and say as long as the matches are great we'll give you a messy storyline and this the wild card rule the way it was rolled out and uh presented on monday it did and could continue to result in good matches but they got to clean up the mess that was vince uh rolling out the wild card rule I, I have gotten to a point, as you know, SGG, where for me, matches are so secondary. You know, that, that's part of the problem. That's what, you said it really well. That's what WWE storytelling has sort of made us. Like, that's what the product has been based around. You're, you're so used to the primetime slots being someone on a microphone that we've been sort of conditioned to that being what matters. And now all of a sudden you have great wrestlers who potentially could have great matches, but no stories to tell. Puts you in a weird position. So like, you know, for example, the Usos and Daniel Bryan and, and Rowan had a great match. But there's no story there. No, they just popped up because this is Roman's yard and because of the wild card rule, which, you know, is shoddy storytelling. That's not. Oh, that's oh because not... I forgot the Usos are, are on Raw now. Yeah. Oh. Grammy Award winning Tag Team of the Year Jimmy and Jay Boozo You know they won a Grammy though <laughs> Of course I you was know so what happy crossed, What thought crossed my mind too And I don't know if you have an answer for this But you know They had that Kevin Owens special on the network right? And you always hear about superstars After their performance They go through Gorilla And they look to Vince for, for that nod of approval, like whether they did good or they did bad. And, you know, they take what comes with that. Like when Vince walks through the curtain, right, after a promo like that where he sort of bombs it and and really jumbles up the, the rollout of this wild card idea, who was the person that is on the other side of the curtain waiting for him that's just like, you did awful there? Is there somebody who would do that? Like Maybe it's this guy. Defacing around Mushmore. 
Oh, I should have included that for the intro. Sorry. Defacing around much more. Um, yeah, no, I don't think there's anyone to say anything about that. I think Vince knows when something like that happens. And it's a bummer. I mean, he realized it at the end of when he's saying it. You can hear him sort of say, or whatever, you get it. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like he, he knew he messed up. That's the difference between Vince and most people. You can always see when Vince messes something up that in his eyes he figured out that he messed it up already. Most yeah, people he, just he doesn't keep, tolerate it, though. Well, of course not. He's the boss. I don't know if you know this. Bosses <laughs> have different rules. You know, if, <laughs> that's, why, if, that's why I wonder if there was anybody to be like, Vince, come on, man. You know, I could stoop to John, Lena, John Cena's low level. I came back to be WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And I earned the right to do that by winning the Rumble, Royal Rumble. Remember, D- Vince McMahon, if anyone else pronounced WWE the way Vince McMahon does, they'd be fired. If you're trying to get a ticket to anything, you need to head over to the official ticket partner of ESPN Vivid Seats. At Vivid Seats, man, I'll tell you, it's unbelievable. First of all, you can see your seats before you buy them, and they're backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. So you may have to find another way to spend your time besides standing in line because you'll never have to do that. You're going to be closer to the action you've ever been. So head over to Vivid Seats right now. It's the largest independent ticket marketplace around. Spend less time in the waiting room and more time in great seats of your choice. Don't buy just any seat. Get a vivid seat. Vince McMahon has a very tough time for whatever reason when he's on a mic in the ring saying WWE very cleanly. Have you noticed that? I have not, but I'm sure the drops are going to be coming in of uh, Vince McMahon mispronouncing WWE. He, 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 it's like he puts the first two W's together. It's just a, but you know, but again, Vince can get away with that A because it's Vince McMahon, and B because he is generally so good on the microphone at conveying what what he needs to convey that it doesn't matter. Like people have bought in on Vince McMahon the character. He no longer needs them to buy in anymore. the The thing that you need to buy in on are these ideas, and right now, this this wild card is so. We are already suspending disbelief to be wrestling fans, guys. We're already, (laughs) we're, we're already pretending that there's this combat league. And even though no one adds up wins and losses, you know, people earn opportunities. We're already doing that week to week. So can you make the, 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 the rosters make sense or just say, get rid of the split roster? Yeah, have this. It's gonna have stories to just continue. It is. We're like the stories start on Monday. Some stories continue Tuesday. Some don't. Some stories are mostly on Tuesday. Some stories are mostly on Monday. But you never know who you're gonna get on which show. I mean, they've done this before, Greg. Yeah, the the Raw Super Show, you know, wasn't the wasn't a disaster. It started out like similar to this, though. It felt. Weird and rushed and jumbled up, but it ended up being uh, a good period for for Raw and SmackDown. I think it just feel, it just feels like we're on our way to getting there, but no one wants to admit it. So we're doing it in this very half-assed way. Does that make sense? It does make sense, and and it feels like they should have done it on the Raw after WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, sh- it, sh- it should have just been like it's a free for all, guys. There are no split rosters. That's that's what the shakeup is. The shakeup is anyone, anywhere, anytime. Boom, makes sense, perfect. Otherwise, what the hell is the point? 
If you have a champion yeah. who's on one show, they keep that title on that show. But other than that, or you unify the titles. But other than that, I I just simply don't understand what's happening. Now, SGG, I haven't even asked you if anything happened outside the ring this week. Well, we were talking about Vince McMahon and his ability to get people to buy in. So it feels like the perfect time to talk about these XFL TV deals that were announced um, during our hiatus. And starting in 2020, when the league is launched, relaunched, I should say, XFL will be airing games on ABC, ESPN, and Fox Sports channels. So that's amazing to me. ESPN, ABC, Fox, and Fox Sports One. Yes. Now I also heard though that this is not at all like a WWE deal. They did not get upfront money for this. This is going to be a situation where it's a revenue share. It is not like uh, those networks wrote a big check to get the XFL. Yeah, but that he got them to buy in at all, I feel like it's sort of impressive when the last time it, it bombed out and he doesn't, he hasn't done really anything to prove to anyone that he knows any more about the game of football. Um, people buy into Vince though. And by the way, the numbers on even the terrible AAF weren't awful. So, you know what I'm saying? Considering yeah. the, the terrible AAF got some numbers, uh, why, why not believe Vince could get numbers with X, the XFL? My only hang up is I think they really need some personalities. They need to get a couple of players people know. And, uh, you know, people on the mic that people know, maybe a Peter Rosenberg. I might be jumping the gun there. I might be jumping the gun there, but. Now that I like. Can't hurt. But I think they need a Johnny Football or a Colin Kaepernick or a, you know, somebody. And the problem is the salaries they pay people, I just don't think they could bring in someone like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, even if they start going after like, College players who are hot, I don't think the NFL is going to let them pass up on like the best from that pool. So we shall see, but I am excited that it'll be, you'll get some games on network over the air television and then some on the cable channels. And it's interesting that it's Fox and ESPN, of course, with them being competitors. Certainly shows the influence and, and the power of Vince McMahon, but that doesn't surprise any of us. It's just so, this whole thing is so interesting. I still can't believe it's happening. You know who I think should run the whole uh, thing, commissioner of the whole thing should be? Which Tunny? Is there, is there a living Tunny that should be? Well, that's true. If there's a Toronto team, it should be run by a Tunny. Um, but no, I was going to say. See, it's managing, it's managing manager of general, excuse me. King, King Booker. King Booker. That's how you do it. Or Jon Snow. Whoever doesn't get the throne on Game of Thrones, I think, should get you. <laughs> Jon Snow of Winterfell, while you will not rule over the seven kingdoms in the entire realm, we hereby make you commissioner of the XFL. By the way, a couple of weeks ago, 
I, I I made the joke everywhere. Did I make the joke on our pod, podcast about them them integrating orange vanilla Coke into Game of Thrones? <laughs> no, I don't think you did. So I made this joke everywhere. I did it on Ebro. I did it on the K Show. I put it on my Instagram. I just thought it would be hilarious because Game of Thrones was so big. If all of a sudden Jon Snow was like, I have a king's thirst. Pass me that orange vanilla Coke. And then two weeks later, Starbucks on Game of Thrones. Yeah. How Again, did people, that happen? people, no, no, it was intentional. People are listening to me, SGG. Watch next week on, ne- next week on, uh, WWE television. They're just going to announce the superstar shakeup is everyone has been shook up. Anyone can show up. Anyone. So, and maybe you could come news. from Eddie, Eddie Federation. You could be an ROH. Oh my God. Can you imagine? You could be an NXT. You could be in New Japan. Anyone can show up. Remember when WCW used to do those big exchanges with, uh, New Japan? Yeah. That was all nice. of a sudden, all of a sudden, a whole bunch of Japanese wrestlers show up. It can always happen. All right. What that else? Was, what else you got? That was the first time I saw Ultimo Dragon. He showed up with. Eight different championships and then won another one in WW in uh, WCW, which is is wild. They would never do that again. But that was just a good time to be a wrestling fan. Um, Matt Morgan was selected mayor of Longwood, Florida, and uh, I said selected and not elected because he was already on the uh, city commission. And apparently, the way mayors are chosen in Longwood, Florida, is that members of the commission vote amongst themselves as to who would be mayor. And he won a unanimous vote of the commission to become the new mayor of Longwood, Florida. Wait, who did? Matt Morgan. He's a former WWE superstar. I remember Matt. He's a giant man. Matt Morgan's like yeah. 6'11". Uh-huh. You might know him if you watch TNA. Yeah, I had a run in TNA. For a was... long time. Yeah, sure was. Now, and that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's amazing because not a lot of people know this. But the latest entry into the um, Democratic fray of nomin- of potential presidential candidates, I don't know if you know this, is Tyson Tomko. So it's interesting that that would happen this week. Yeah, the three of them could have a match of Survivor Series. It's the one place where Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head that's not <laughs> throwing the wild card. So why not get all these mayors in for a triple threat? <laughs> Jesse Ventura, special guest referee. I love it. No, I would vote. Would you vote for a ticket of Christian and Tyson Tomko? <laughs> Probably. I know the, if the if the evangelicals won't vote for Christian, then I don't know. It's a great point. If, if Christian, Christian can't bring the evangelicals over, then I don't know what else. But there's but there's one problem. Christian cannot run for president. Oh, boo! Canadian. Damn. 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 All right. What else you got? SUG? WWE announced the NXT TakeOver 25. It was originally set to take place in San Jose. I mean, they made an announcement a few months ago that San Jose would be getting the June TakeOver. What a, what a huge market. And then they switched market. it to Connecticut. They said we can only – there's only one market we can think of more exciting than San Jose, and that is <laughs> right. Hartford. It's like no, a Survivor it's Series. Bridgeport. What? It's not in Hartford? Isn't that where no. the pay-per-view is? The pay-per-view, I think, is in Hartford. Um, that's money. That's this money in the bank, right? Is in Hartford? Yeah, I think it's in Hartford. 
And the takeover is in Bridgeport. Because I Welcome mean, to Bridgeport. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. The Webster Bank Arena at Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, oh, my God. It was repug. Never no offense to bank. Bridgeport. No offense to Bridgeport, but Bridgeport's pretty repug. You ever been to Bridgeport, no, Bridgeport Greg? Bridgeport is pretty repug. I would agree. I think people in Bridgeport would also agree. I would think uh, so. I've DJed in Bridgeport. Sife used to always DJ in Bridgeport. I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's, you know, it's like it's like 50 minutes from New York. Maybe it's it's uh, yeah. it's not great. It's not great. There's only Listen. one thing that you there's only one thing you can say about the anyone who's going to travel to Bridgeport for NXT Takeover. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not the worst place in Connecticut that they could have uh, had a takeover, okay? They could have been coming to us from Waterbury, but it's not. I, I, I so, Do you know, be honest, do you know for a fact that Waterbury is worse than Bridgeport? Uh, I took the bar in Waterbury, the Connecticut bar. Okay. I don't know for a fact that it's worse than Bridgeport, but I do know that they call it the dirty water, which means that it's giving Bridgeport a run for its money based on the nickname alone. That's a very good point. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, what you what you going to do, brother, when Bridgeport runs wild on you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bridgeport not doing anything to me because I'm staying far away from TakeOver 25. Uh, I watch it on the network. Um, but it should be a good show, though. Bridgeport's repugnance aside, it's a TakeOver. So it's going to be as spectacular as the, as the last 24. Well said. So, All right. Rounding out this bit of news... Leo Rush and Sasha Banks have been uh, missing in action for the past few weeks. Apparently, Sasha Banks was scheduled to be on the European tour, but then she no-showed. Um, I believe uh, Pro Wrestling Insider was reporting that. Fightful was reporting that Leo Rush had a lot of heat backstage because he uh, didn't want to do his his rookie duties or pay his dues is what they were, um, they were calling it. And so um, he's been off TV since WrestleMania. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what what's going on with with Sasha Banks and Leo Rush. Why can't they figure this out? Well, did you look? Do you look just now? If you look right now, you'll see there's a uh, there's a headline about um there's a headline at this very moment about Becky Lynch calling out Sasha Banks. Did you see that? I did see that um, Becky Lynch sat down. I think it was Sports Illustrated. And what she said, and uh, and um, she. She basically said it seems like Sasha Banks can't hack it. She she says, I know we've had tremendous matches back in NXT and it's been an age since we stepped in the ring together and I would love to again, but uh, this is a whole different kettle of fish. This ain't the last kicker anymore. This is the man and I would love to go toe-to-toe, the man versus the boss, to prove who is the top dog right now. Oh, so she didn't really call her out. She called her out kayfabe. Kayfabe, but I mean... Right before that, she goes, uh, come fight me, Sasha. At one time, Sasha Banks was the top dog. She was the boss, but Sasha's fallen from grace. It seems like she can't hack it. So she definitely got close to that line, blurred that line. I would I would call it kayfabe. Um, but Sasha Banks has still been MIA. So that doesn't seem to be a match we're going to get for a while, if ever. No, it certainly that does not that does not sound promising. I don't know what the deal is with Sasha Banks. Um, now listen, I don't know who am I to talk. I haven't appeared on WWE television in eight months. I am Sasha Banks. 
and it's offensive all around. I mean, with you, with Sasha Banks, they need to get it together. This is some. This is. A, I've said at one time WWE has like the greatest collection of talent across wrestling, and I I said talent, not just wrestlers. Because you think about the announcers and the people backstage that they have doing what they do, it's all talent, and they do have the best collection on any promotion. But if you're not using them right, then you might as well not have anybody. Some some of them are not using it at all. Yeah. Um, very very interesting to see how this all plays out. Because I'll tell you what, if Sasha Banks becomes a free agent, all of a sudden this person who has ended up kind of way below her skis in WWE ends up being one of the biggest free agents in professional wrestling. Um, absolutely. But but Sasha's problem though, and I said this on the Masked Man show last week. Um, she really doesn't have any equals outside of WWE. Because when you when you think of Sasha Banks, you think of Charlotte Flair, you think of Becky Lynch, you think of some of the best uh, women's wrestlers in the business, and WWE has basically all of them. You know who's out there for Sasha Banks to wrestle? That's not under the WWE banner. Um, Gail Kim's retired. You got Tessa well Blanchard, but um, outside of that, there aren't that many women who who are equals in terms of skill and popularity and drawing power. Everybody who is is in the WWE, so she'd be one of the biggest free agents. But what do you do with her when you when you get her? You know what I mean? Like, does she run roughshod over your whole division? Do you take the time to build somebody up to her level? Can you even do that? That would be very, very interesting. But I know right now it's a different time. There are people willing to spend money. I'm sure Sasha Banks could get a raise leaving the WWE at this point. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. We'll see. Anything else outside the ring, SGG? No, that was it. That's all I have from outside the ring. Um, Inside the ring, did you enjoy the Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston random rematch from Monday? I did. I did. Um, yeah, uh, it was, it was as good as their mania match. It's still odd to me that they main evented Raw two SmackDown superstars for the top championship on SmackDown, but yo, it was wild card Monday. <laughs> what, what else, what else was there to do? That's the one way to solidify that anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation is to have Two people from not on that show, main event that show, and give us a fire match for the championship. What a strange time we we live in. Um, but yeah, they're they're always great together. There was no surprise there. Got to be honest, I did not watch Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. I flipped over to basketball. How was that? I'm be as honest as you are. I did not watch Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre either. So I we don't even know who won the match. Was, what was that? We don't even know who won the match. Um, according to my notes, it says Roman defeated Drew by disqualification. I see. Shane McMahon uh-huh. and Elias attacked Roman Reigns. Ah. Which makes more right. superstars. And that was the other thing, too. I, I saw on, on social media there was an uproar about Vince saying three superstars would get to jump from SmackDown to Raw for the night. And then it ended up being like six or seven when you think about yeah. Uh, Lars Sullivan, Shane, and Elias. 
It's a great point. Oh my gosh, it makes even less sense than it was set out to make sense from in the beginning. Yeah. I I don't know. You know, have I become that guy? You guys can email us rosenbergbeats at gmail dot com. Is it <laughs> is it just me? You know, I. You know what it's time for? Maybe we need this. Maybe this is long overdue. Hold on, let's see if it works. Can't make any guarantees. I don't want to get everyone's hopes up. This is sad. I thought on this wild card episode anyone could show up. But it didn't happen. Right, I'm gonna try something else. This one, this one's even less likely. Hold on. Well, the good news is if you don't name names, then people have no idea how disappointed they should be, right? <laughs> were you gonna call Ric Flair, or were you gonna call right. a random referee from NXT? We don't know. No one so, knows. They just hear the FaceTime yeah. beep. So we can't get upset. By God, it's the masked man on this wild card edition. (laughs) It's a wild card edition of Cheap Heat. Any former host from Cheap Heat could show up at any time. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, This is a great gimmick. I really, I really, I really are always trying to improve the product for the fans. Uh, well, I'm just making fun of how ridiculous this is, and I have not heard your show this week, so I don't know your thoughts. And knowing how smart you are, uh, maybe you see something to it that I don't see. But what the hell is going on? Is this the worst shakeup draft thing that's ever happened ever? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened. I mean, but it's it's pretty bad. I actually haven't even recorded this week. I'm doing it in about 45 minutes, so uh, so I haven't even said anything in public. But I'll say this: it's the wor- I mean, we we often gloss over and and listen. I'm I'm more guilty about this than anybody else because you know I'm a WWE shill top to bottom. But it's easy to gloss over when they when pro in pro wrestling they change plans like five minutes after they announce their plan. You know, whatever somebody will come out with a gimmick and they'll be repackaged the next week, or they'll like start an angle and never finish it, or whatever. So right. Used to that kind of stuff, we don't even think about it. The craziest thing about the shake about the the wild card thing is that if they had just made that part of the shake up like two weeks prior, that's right. Then nobody would be. I mean, then everybody would have thought it was an awesome idea. You know, I mean, how like like how weird? I mean, how cool would it have been if Vince McMahon had come out and said. Here's how the new shakeup's gonna work. There are no rules. You know, I mean, and, and, and everybody would have just been stoked. Like, how are we gonna figure, how is this gonna sort itself out? But the fact that it just can't, just, just, you know, they, they, they did it. They immediately started undoing some of the shakeups, some of the moves in the shakeup. And then now, like, just a short time later, we're just pretending none of that ever happened. It's crazy. I, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely bonkers. It was like, I, I'm so, and, and you know, I'm I'm of the school of I don't understand why the draft went away. Like, yes, the draft, the draft didn't cool. the draft didn't make any sense because it's not really there aren't teams. It just doesn't quite make sense. However, it gives you some order and it gives you an authority yeah. figure who wants to get talent to make his show better. But when you're just yes. seeing random people come out, it already doesn't make any sense. And now. 
it ha- they have like undone what they've done four weeks consecutively. It's 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 mind boggling. It's like it's like th- this is just a slow path to there being no separate rosters. It feels like, but they don't want to come out and say that. Yes, yes, but th- but this is even worse because I mean the point of the brand split. There's a lot of reasons for it, whatever. But the point of the brand split was that. WWE had all this all this TV time to, to fill, right? But they found themselves to be incapable of not just having John Cena do hour on book shows, right? It was it was impossible to not push the very very top of the card headliners all through both shows. Although it would have been so easy to do that, right? And it would have been so easy just to say John Cena's on Raw, he's not on SmackDown this week, or you know we'll just have John Cena do a quick thing or do a video package or whatever. I mean, it's it, it's so it would be so easy to give people. To, to, you know, balance out the time. And sometimes they did a pretty good job of it. They do the brand split, and in theory, that gives a lot of new people a lot of chance to shine. With the wildcarding, we're further back we started off because the entire premise of the wildcard thing is that the biggest stars from the other show are going to make appearances. The necessity have the entire show built around them. So there's this would be like, if John Cena made a shocking return every single episode of Raw and SmackDown, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, there, it's just there's there's going to be we're never going to see, you know, I mean, it's like by the grace of God did we see Ali on Tuesday night? Like we're ne- like no one's going to get opportunities anymore. Uh, well, thank you for your insight. I really just wanted to pop everyone with the uh, wild card gimmick, but you you delivered as always. I'll uh, I'll drop you line off the air. Do it, man. I'm thinking about you. Have a good day. All right. There he is. Papa Shoemaker, everyone. Not Papa Shango. Papa Shoemaker. Um, but remember, anything can happen on this very special wild card edition of Cheap Heat. You never know at any given moment who could call. Did that surprise you, SGG? Yeah. I think the fans are going to love that. The listeners are going to love that. And you got to, I mean, people feel like we agree a lot. Lately, and that you know, sometimes we can be down on the pot, uh, the product, excuse me. But Hello? they just oh, got a wait, wait, wait what was that? Unanimous decision, huh? Huh? Who, wait, what, what's that? I hear a sound. Hello? Uh oh. <laughs> oh my god, the wild card edition continues of Cheap Heat. Anything we have can ever- happen. Anything could happen on Cheap Heat. We just heard from Shoemaker. Now it's the Magent Dipperstein. Dipperstein, anything can happen on a wild card edition of Cheap Heat. How are you? You know, I got to tell you, I, I, you know, I could go from one agency to another agency. Or... <laughs> you never know what could happen on a daily basis. You show up to work and you have no idea. By the way, a lot of people, a lot of people don't know this. Next week, I am hosting the Breakfast Club every day. Did you know that? <laughs> anything, anything can happen. I'm a genius. I'm, I'm, a genius. I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. Um, what were your What were your thoughts, Dipperstein? I, I got to tell you, I had a lot of cleanup to do after all the all the vomiting I had to do after the watching. Uh, oh, you, you were puking everywhere. <laughs> I puked. I puked. Confirmed puke. Um, I I figured you felt that way. I did. I did. Yeah. You know what? It, yeah, it was truly a repug scenario. Dip, you'll be happy to know when you hear this episode. Um, I have announced that the four most dangerous syllables in all of professional wrestling. Do you know what they are? 
Do you know? She has no idea. Dipper, I don't know. The four most dangerous syllables in all of pro wrestling are I see. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me tell you something. It's the, the level of uncertainty and questioning when that is said. No one knows what... The, you know, the, the, no yeah. one knows. No one knows what's happening. The earth, the earth is round. I see. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, you can't be sure. It could change at any given time. Um, all right, we're, we're going to go back to the show. Is there anything else you want to say? I know people love hearing from you. So do you have any scorching hot takes besides that this week made you vomit? I, all I want to say is I could be on the show next week. I could be on the show this week. <laughs> you never know when I'm going to be on the show. You just don't know. It's because I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. All right, I'll call you you later. Goodbye. This is, uh, did you expect anything like this? That's the thing about the wild card, wild card weekend cheap heat. You don't know what to expect. I know. I got to tell you, it's kind of at the point now where I don't even know what to expect. Like, I'm doing the show. I'm trying my best to do the podcast. But at the same time, I never have any idea... In any given moment, what person's going to show up? It's so hard. How do you even organize a show like that, SGG? I mean, we do it just how we've been doing it. We we put the line out there and see who's willing to to step up and be uh, make a return to the number one wrestling pod in the universe. Um, it's such, I will it's such say a, this too. Go ahead. We got a unanimous decision so far on the wild card. Uh, I mean, thumbs down on the execution from everybody. Well, at least the rollout. How often yeah, do you so, get that from? Uh, from this I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, these days it feels like you get it a little bit more frequently. Like I said, since a couple of months before WrestleMania, it has been a tough, a tough run to say the least. Um, and you just absolutely don't know at any given moment. So. Uh, I mean, Linda liked the name Viking Raiders, so I feel like maybe we should check with him, see what he thinks about Wild Card Week. He might be the one who will jump in and say this was amazing. <laughs> a great rollout. It's a good point, because uh, you never you, you never know. You never know you what... You never he's, know. He's always a wild card at all times. <laughs> Zach Linder lives... He is the wild card of the Cheap Heat podcast, even when we're not... Even when it's not Wild Card Week. He's a wild card. Um, but this is a weird time, SGG. Is there anything else inside the ring you really want to discuss? Um, so I've been avoiding discussing this particular topic, but because it came up um, on social media, Big E social media specifically, I got to talk about Lars Sullivan just a little bit. Um, I know before he took his hiatus we mentioned on the podcast that he has a a past of you know making these racially insensitive comments right right i was reading uh, about this you know amongst those comments were comments that directly disparaged our truth and the wwe champion kofi kingston um he called jeff hardy a junkie he said our truth and kofi kingston um look like inmates and thugs and that you know that should be their gimmick, like ex-convicts. Um, but now he's on SmackDown, and of all the people that you could have him feud with, 
He's feuding with Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy and R-Truth. And that feels like such a head-scratcher to me. Like, why is he... It, you know what I mean? What, what? Why is he in that position? Do you think it's... Into, I mean, is it trying to play into this whole thing? I don't think it is because they've never... They've never gone deeper with his issue with them. You know what I mean? Like, and they made it seem like he just doesn't have issues with them. He has issues with everybody. He's trying to steamroll everybody because these aren't the only people he's attacked. But, I mean, he's attacked them more often than not. And it seems like he's going into a feud with these people when he they have a whole roster of people at their disposal. So and maybe it's, it's, so, it's sort of annoying to me. Well, I, I also get annoyed too inherently by when R Truth does things like show up and he's like, "What did you want to say?" And he's like, "I don't remember. I forgot." Yeah. Uh, oh wait, to I remember. Not a good explanation for that, but yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, yeah, I got to tell you, we don't have a huge mailbag SGG because uh, we were off last week, but I am sure next week we will have a monstrous mailbag at RosenbergBeats at Gmail dot com. So I think what we have to do at this point, um. We have to talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Hold on. Let me give it a proper intro. If we're going to do it, if we're going to do it, we got to, there's only one way I do it. Big. In the immortal words of DJ Khaled. Hold on. In three, two. tell you this right now sgg we didn't get to talk after the big episode a couple weeks ago but last week's episode was actually my favorite episode this season yeah last week's episode was was kind of crazy i didn't expect them to come back with more not even just more action but more for us to 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 think about after the battle and killing the night king um by the way i'm pretty sure that drew um I, I'm not, a, I can't speak on this 100%, but I'm 90% sure that what's his face is in Game of Thrones. Um, who's the, um, who's the little European guy who's in incre- incredibly great shape, who was, who hated Enzo Amore and was, uh, really talented in WWE and then left? Who, Neville? Yes, I'm pretty sure Neville's on Game of Thrones. Pretty <laughs> sure. And could you, not, and, and I'm pretty sure, um, what what's the name of uh, Jon Snow's wildling friend? Uh, Tormund. 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 Yes, I'm pretty sure Tormund is in WWE currently. I'm just not sure who he is. <laughs> is Tormund like, Alistair Black? A little, a little. Um, he's got a little bit of Rowan, a little bit of Alistair Black. So right now we're two weeks out, SGG. Who do you think ends up on the throne? I feel like it's got to be Jon Snow, but I know he doesn't want it. Um, I do know that I, I need Cersei and Danny to both die. Like we, I, I'm just ready for them to be to be gone up out of here. Now I don't want you don't you don't want Danny to die at the same level you want Cersei to die, do you? Although I think I would think that you have problems if you feel that way. 
No, I don't. I because I've been wanting Cersei to die for the longest time, and da- Danny's death is a new development. Like me wishing death on her is a new development. Just because my brother, of how- my brother believes the Danny death feeling that we all have is a swerve. No, but it's not a feeling. It's more of a desire. Like I want her to die. It's not a swerve because this is something that I want to happen. Now, any hints that they are given that she's going to die could be a swerve, but. I mean, what's decidedly not a swerve is that she's gone from I need the Iron Throne to restore my family to prominence. And now, even though she can't, doesn't have, like, she can't have any heirs, and she finds out that someone has a higher claim to the throne than her, and suddenly it's not about her family, it's about keeping order under her. And for that... She needs to get up out of here because she's power hungry. She's just as power hungry as Cersei. She's done less with it. She's not as hateful about it. Um, no, yeah, I agree. Listen, we're hungry. on the we're on the same page. Wait, hold on. Something's happening. Something's happening. It's a wild card edition, of course, of Cheap Heat. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Brian Campbell. Who am I speaking with? Oh my God! Anything could happen. Anything could happen on a wild card cheap heat. We're literally there's no method to the madness. It's CBS Sports' own the Brian Campbell, formerly of the Cheap Heat Podcast, the New Era. The Brian Campbell, how are you? Fired the heck up. What is this reunion all about? Love it. I mean, well, listen, it's the wild card, uh, Brian. Anything can happen. Wow. Jump up, jump up, and get down. Let's go. <laughs> so I'll tell you the truth. We have we have talked to Dipperstein. We have talked to Shoemaker. We are now talking to the Brian Campbell. Unanimously, no one has been excited about the wild card addition to the superstar shakeup. Do you have a different angle, or are you also not impressed? Uh, no, this is the low, this is a low moment. I don't want to say the low moment of our fandom, but this is a low moment of our fandom. All those, those times when we panic, when we say, I'm not going to watch this product anymore. He, he, that older gentleman doesn't get it anymore. He's ruining it. All those times when we panic, but then we come back to the to the womb we come back to the nipple because we we've just been trained for this we love this they win us back over they beat us down but they they buy us the diamond ring this was one of those moments i think where you can stop and say i'm 40 years old i'm a man come after me and i buy these t-shirts and i'm put in nine hours a week what the hell am i doing with my life that is so well said. This was the week where they treated us like Reek from Game of Thrones. We really, yeah. we really took it this week. And it is so hard to figure out what the logic is and why I'm supposed to, you know, on a Monday or Tuesday when this is what's happening, how are you drawing me away from, you know, Houston Golden State, for example, as a, as a 40 year old man with limited time. You know, people have kids, they have jobs, they have all kinds of responsibilities. It has been very tough, V. Brian Campbell, from leading up to WrestleMania, I thought it was rough. And now the culmination with with this, with the wild card, it just really puts us in a, in a tough spot. As uh, as you said, people who are addicted to the product, we're, we're, we have Stockholm Syndrome, we, we love it. What do you do? 
You know, I found that even the the hardest of hardcore fans, you know those guys. Look, we're all Marks, Big P, but there's the Markest of the marketers, and even those guys are DMing me going, I can't do it anymore. If it wasn't for people like you and Peter and Greg and the maker of fine uh, linen footwear who are watching it for us each week, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. So what do we do? We need to somehow let the powers that be within the Towers of Titan to realize that the best thing going on in the world in wrestling actually takes place under your hood. And it's hashtag in Paul we trust and it's called NXT where it's not about merch sales or camera angles or uh, Titan Trons. It's about the story. The sauce might be the boss some days of the week, but if that meat ain't sound underneath, that we don't care. It's the story. It's the story. It's the story. And that's why NXT rules. By the way, you know what else rules? What's that? Some, sometimes 205 Live. Guess who was under, guess who was pulling those controls? Guess who's mixing up those tapes? DJ Peter P. Rock. It's, it's Paul again. I bet. Yeah, I figured that. There's a man who has evolved into where wrestling is in 2019. He gets it. But there's another thing that's happening on Raw and SmackDown. And it's, it's just, it's time. I'm not going to try to tell you this is WWF in 1992 or three, where they've just fell behind the times and every wrestler has to be a plumber or or, or a doink, garbage right. man. But in its in a 2019 equivalent, you're seeing that because the talent that they have on that main roster is ridiculous, and it never comes back to the story. That's why they are leaving the door open for for Terry Bollea to, to, to get a call from, from Billionaire Ted and do the 2019 equivalent of that and have some competition to wake them up. And I think, like I said, you don't have to look any further than your own family to see that your son-in-law is making magic. Make that magic on Monday nights. Make that magic on Friday night starting in October and I think that's why we saw this wild card because if you get dirty and read the dirt sheets you see the networks man we got competition coming and I am not talking about AEW I'm talking about the competition between Raw and NBC Universal and Fox and Smackdown and it's an in-house competition and it's time to deliver because there's a lot of billions at stake that's a, a really well said and last thing I'll ask you uh Thug Rose or Andrade this weekend who do you like Okay, I'm the biggest Thug Rose fan there is. She has turned around herself and evolved mentally, physically. She just, I mean, you saw she got bullied by the bully, Joanna Young Jacek, and won both those fights. But I think Rose is biting off more than she can chew by being willing to do this in Andrade's backyard. Revisit the collaboration of Jessica Andrade and Carolina Kolkovich last year. You don't see knockouts like that in women's MMA on the elite level. Andrade is a freight train running away, and she gets to do it in her own backyard. The title's coming to Brazil. And I love that you actually did with the proper Portuguese Andrade pronunciation. That's why you're the best. The Brian Campbell. Catch him on CBS Sports. Go listen to his podcast right now. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Brett screwed Brett. Thank you. <laughs> Brett screwed Brett. I want to tell you, by the way, that this really somehow shockingly fun episode. Oh, wait, hold on. My phone's ringing. Hold on. Who's this? Let me see who it is. Hello? Hey. Wait, who's this? It's the last professional broadcaster, Sam Roberts. Oh, my God. It continues on. It continues on. The wild you get a flex card bomb edition. right there. 
We need a flex bomb right there. The wild card edition of Cheap Heat continues. It's the last professional broadcaster, Sam Roberts. Sam, welcome to Cheap Heat. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Or should I say, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to intrude on the show. I mean, this is, it's been incredible. It's been shocking. We've heard from one podcaster after another because Sam, it's a wild card edition of Cheap Heat where anyone can show up. Now you, you're calling back at the bitter end. So I'll, I'll make it quick. Sam, the shill Roberts, as he was once known. Let's see what Sam says. Sam is in a different situation than other people. Your thoughts on the wild card decision from Monday. Uh, you know, the words come up optimistic, pessimistic, or curious. And I think I will categorize myself as curious, leaning on possibly optimistic. And Oh, my. Why. The shill is back. The shill is alive and well. Of course. But let me tell you this. Kofi Kingston had his best two days as WWE champion in his entire run on Monday and Tuesday. If we can focus on Kofi... And not so much on the Seth Rollins of the worlds and the, uh, uh, you know, and, and the, and the, uh, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre's of the world. If we can focus on people like Kofi and on people like Sami Zayn, there is an upside here. And you know me, I always look on the upside. You know what? I'll tell you what. You were Sam the Show Roberts, but you did make two very interesting points. Um, we're wrapping up now, but I'm thrilled that you made it into the wild card edition of Cheap Heat. Oh, I'm just happy to be here. Thank you so much. All right, I'll hit you later, bud. Okay, bye. There he is. That is Sam Roberts also chiming. This, Greg, can you believe this edition? No, this is this has turned out to be great. And I know we've been calling it the wild card edition of Cheap Heat um, all episode. But honestly, I mean, with me, you, Dip, Campbell, and the maker of fine footwear all being on the same page about the wild card rule, I feel like we gave him a royal flush. Yeah, the cheap heat, the 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 cheap heat crew made very clear how we feel. Um, that was not even in question. So Sam, who is working for WWE and who he's is been always, he's he's been compromised, and he's also the eternal optimist. Um, even before he was working for WWE, um, not 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 surprised though. I do agree with the point that he made about Kofi Kingston, but I don't know if that's a testament to this being any good or just how bad things have been for what they've been doing for Kofi Kingston. Um, that's, that's sort of my concern. Also, also Greg, real quick, uh, before we get to the black power rankings, I want to give a shout out, a big, big shout out to vivid seats. Okay. Shout out to vivid seats. Um, if you're trying to get a ticket to anything, you need to head over to the official ticket partner of ESPN Vivid Seats. At Vivid Seats, man, I'll tell you, it's unbelievable. First of all, you can see your seats before you buy them, and they're backed by 100% buyer guarantee. So you may have to find another way to spend your time besides standing in line because you'll never have to do that. You're going to be closer to the action you've ever been. So head over to Vivid Seats right now. It's the largest independent ticket marketplace around. Spend less time in the waiting room and more time in great seats of your choice. Don't buy just any seat. Get a vivid seat. SGG, I'm going to play music and you will know what to do. Uh, black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and-
And I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blickety black, blacker than black, black. I'm blacker than black, yo. Because I'm black, and I'm black. Yo, I'm black, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. What do you got, SGJ? In at number three, I'm going to go with Ricochet. Um, he suffered a loss to Bobby Roode last week on Raw, but was still named to the Money in the Bank match. Put that Money in the Bank opportunity on the line against Bobby Roode this week. And not only did he avenge the loss, but he kept his spot in that upcoming ladder match. And let's let's be honest, we all want to see the one and only Ricochet in that Money in the Bank match. So I'm glad that he was able to pull out the win. He's in the number three. In the number two, as promised... Uh, the survivor of the Battle of Winterfell, Grey Worm. We all you thought he it. was going to be out of there. Um, but and now, now he's got a he chip survived. on his shoulder. Yeah. So who knows what's, what we're going to get this upcoming Sunday. But, uh... I'll tell you what. If I'm the mountain, I'm watching out for Grey Worm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Grey Worm is going to be a problem. So he's I do want to say... I do want to say real quick while we mention that Alexa did have a mage suggestion about game or thought on Game of Thrones. Have you considered the idea that you think you know who's on the throne and that person pulls their face off and it's Arya? Your, did your head just explode? It sort of did. It sort of did. Because A, that would, be, that would mean that that person's been dead for who knows how long. And Arya's just been running around with their face this whole time. Well, well, but think about it. Well, it could happen. It could happen as quickly as like you know, Jamie gets killed trying to get into King's Landing, and Arya is able to become Jamie. Or you know, um, yeah. Arya could kill Cersei, and then Cersei and is then the last de- name on her list too. Let's let's not forget. So, she so got she to kills- everybody on that list. So she could kill Cersei, then kill Danny, then take off her mask, and it's Arya. Mind blown. And the last thing you see is, you know, Jon Snow having to kneel before Cersei, thinking he lost, and then Cersei takes off her mask, and it's Arya. So many options. All right, sorry, Greg. On to number one. No, that... Listen, welcome detour. That was a welcome detour. But in the number one... Who else could it be? Kofi Kingston. Sam Roberts just put a bow on it very nicely, and I'm going to just let it go with that and let the tape I see. Uh-huh. Kofi Kingston I had his so best, happy. best two days as champion. And uh, in the main event slot on back-to-back shows, gave WWE two two great matches. He always does. He's so the man. Yo, by the way, I really did worry about that big back body uh, drop he took over the top rope when he landed on his back awkwardly and his head snapped back. Yeah, gave me a heart attack. You you just happy that people survive moves like that? But listen, the the Kofi Mania is not going anywhere yet. That back body drop was not enough to stop. No, no, no. uh, Kofi Kofi Mania is it's running wild. Um, SUG, we survived the show. Um, we made it happen. I look forward to next week's mailbag. I'm sure it'll be packed because this was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you to, um, let's see, David Shoemaker, Brian Dipperstein, the Brian Campbell, and Sam Roberts, um, all for checking oh, yeah. in today. Um, you never know. Maybe next week there'll be another wild card edition of Cheap Heat. But, Greg, okay. do me a favor this week. Stay mage and enjoy yourself.
Oh, yeah. And take it easy, P. Take it easy, man. I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it. I mean, thank you. Take it easy, man.